incomparable Tali Chan. We proudly present the incomparable Charlie Chan in a new and exciting series. Join the famous detective every week at the same time as he combines the wisdom of the East with the science of the West in a dramatic, complete story from the adventures of Charlie Chan. Charlatan humbly bids you good evening and extends warm welcome. Sage has said, most dangerous enemy is one who conceals night with gifts. Tonight we meet similar persons who presented Christmas gifts of death. Listen, please. Thank you. Tonight's adventure, The Fiery Santa Claus. Bolton's department store in San Francisco is crowded with last-minute Christmas shoppers. But pretty Miss Hope at counter 14, jewelry and accessories, ignores everyone else to concentrate on the shy young man before her. She is slight. Bashful and charming. His fiery red hair falls across his brows. He peers at her with innocent eyes and says, Well, I don't know, ma'am. I, I... My name is Hope. Laura Hope. Thank you, Miss Hope. I, I'm, I'm not hanging around trying to pick you up, honestly. I, I... Well, I just can't make up my mind about this locket. You want my advice? Take it. It's a good buy. It'll make a lovely Christmas present for your girl. Honestly, Miss Hope? I, uh, I haven't got much money and... Honestly. All right. I trust you. I want four cents. Four? Oh, I haven't got four girls. I haven't any girl at all. These are for my old school teachers. I always send them presents for Christmas. You know, that's terribly sweet. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, I mean, Miss Hope. Now, on the back of each one, I want to engrave... From Gary, with all my love. Gary? That's a nice name. And above that I want to Martha on the first, to Betty on the second, uh -huh. then to Dolores and to Maud. Martha, Betty, Dolores, Maud. Right. I've got all the addresses on this card. They'll arrive tomorrow morning. Now, let's see. Uh, that'll be $30. Don't you charge for the engraving? I ought to. But I won't charge you. I'll sneak it through for you. You won't have to pay a cent. Gosh, Miss Hope. You can call me Laura. I was wondering. I, I, I don't know any girls, and you're so nice. I was wondering if, well... Sure. Any day at six o'clock, outside the employee's entrance. Thanks, Laura. Next Friday? Sure. Well, I, I guess I'd better be going. So long, Laura. So long, Gary. See you Friday. Pardon, please, miss. Yes, sir. What can I do for you, sir? 
may this person examine list of names and addresses left at counter by departed young man with the red hair? Really, sir? Fulton does not divulge the personal business of its clientele. So no. sorry to insist. Extremely large person before you was owner of name Charlie Chan, Inspector Chan of Police. Police? You're alert nine, quick to understand, huh? Are present on police matter which requires view of cards. Ah, thank you. But I, I don't understand, Inspector Chan. What? Miss Hope. Why do you know my name? Are you after me? I, I Gently, never... Miss Hope, gently overheard entire conversation with young man. Eavesdropping necessary because this abandoned person following same. Following? Ah, very good. There. Have copied names and addresses. Here you are. You may now have lockets engraved and sent to fortunate recipients. But, but why were you following Gary? Ah, forgive these ancient lips that refuse answer. Best you do not know, Miss Hope, but Charlie Chan offers one word of advice. Do not meet young man Friday. Do not meet him any day. Business of Charlie Chan to make sure he never meets any young lady again. Details have suspicious ring. But must have patience. Yes, Inspector Chan. Have no further news from Seattle Police? No, Inspector Chan. Ah, then must wait patiently for same. Uh, when number one son arrives, please send him straight in. We'll see no one else. Right, sir. Oh, here he is now. Trust son has carried out vision swiftly. Martha, Betty, Dolores, Moore. Ah, these ladies in probable need of protection. Ah, here I am, Pa. Uh, this person blessed with normal eyesight. Surely no need to burst into office like exploding rockets. But you told me to hurry, Pop. Look how I got the pictures for you. Then undignified haste is forgiven. Here, let me see. Oh, I got four shots of him while he was waiting for the elevator in Bolton. Right here. Ah, very good. They did a rush job down the photo lab. Ah, are excellent pictures of Mr. Gary Holland. Hmm. Ah, yes. Two full face, two in profile. Well, I did my part of the job. And now, uh, Pop, would you please explain what it's all about? Why are you after this red-headed character? Kindly sew up lips and remove sound of own voice from ears. Father will explain. I'm like a clam. Recently received word from Seattle police. Are searching for a young man who earns large income through shyness and good looks. Shyness and good looks? <laughs> That's Gary Holland, all right. Specializes in victimizing older, lonely women. Becomes acquainted with things. Poses as poor young man of, of great sincerity and honesty. I get it. Then he proposes to them, and after they're engaged... Defrauds ladies of all available money. And that's Gary Holland. Father, not yet certain. A picked-up trail of young man from description supplied by Seattle police. Now necessary to maintain constant watch on activities until son's photographs checked by Seattle police. And when they give us the okay, wacko, one red-headed Romeo and the judge for ten years. Gently, please. Was great philosopher who said, man who sold lion skin while beast still lived was killed hunting same. Uh, who said that part? Honorable Mr. Shakespeare, William. <laughs> Thank you.
Why, Jerry. Hello, Martha. Come in. Well, I... I just dropped around for a minute to ask you something, Martha. Your Christmas present came this afternoon with a big sticker on it. Do not open until Christmas. Oh, you shouldn't have, Gary. How did you know it was for me? Did you open it? Of course not. But who else would send me a present except you? Gosh, Martha. You ought to have lots of... Well, men friends. You think so, Gary? I'm a lonely woman, dear. I was lonely all my life until I met you. You're so kind. So different. You look deeper than a face. I think you're pretty. I think you're terribly sweet. My present isn't much, Martha. I, well, I, I couldn't afford to send what I wanted. Don't say that. I know I love it. What did you want to ask me? I, uh... I, uh... I got a job today. Oh. Nothing much. I, I guess it's all I'm good for. I'm going to be a Santa Claus. Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. For the welfare fund. Down at the corner of Vine Street and Locust. I ring a bell and people drop money in a big kettle. Oh, Gary. Well, I've got to earn some money, Martha. I've offered to lend you money. No. I won't borrow money from you. I've got plenty of money. I won't borrow from you. Why not? I, I thought we were friends. Because, well, because I want to marry you. Gary. Oh, Gary. That's what I wanted to ask you. Martha, would you? Oh, darling. Darling, of course. Oh, Gary, you've given a lonely woman her first Christmas. A beautiful Christmas. I've been in love with you for weeks, Martha. I, I never thought I'd get the nerve to ask you. Neither did I. You, you knew? <laughs> I guess I'm the world's biggest sap. I you? I'd better be going. Oh, Gary, can't you stay a minute? I mean, I'm too mixed up. I'm afraid I won't make sense. Anyway, I've got to be up early tomorrow. My big job, you know. I want you to leave that no, job. No, no, Martha. I've got enough money for the two of us. I... Martha, listen to me, please. I'm in love with you. You're the only woman in the world for me. I, Well, I'll do anything for you except quit my job. I've got pride, Martha. I don't want you ever to feel that I'm marrying you for your money. Oh, Darling, I think you'd better go. You're so sweet. You're making me cry. But I don't want you to see me cry. <laughs> Come and see me ringing my bell tomorrow. Earning the money for the license. Goodbye, Martha, dear. What a Christmas present I'm getting this year. <laughs> Well, the uh, Seattle police call, Pop. At any moment, the number one son will kindly deposit appropriate anatomy in seat of chair. Idle pacing will not make time pass more quickly. Oh, I'm all edgy this morning. Uh, what happened with Holland last night? At 9 p.m., 
Mr. Holland visited Miss Martha Draper, unmarried lady of 45. At 10, he visited Miss Betty Grant, aged 45, also unmarried. During following two hours, Mr. Holland visited two other spinster ladies of mature years. They certainly fall for his looks. Are most hungry for romance. It is Mr. Holland's stock in trade. Has that event proved? Uh, what odd event? Each lady escorted Mr. Holland to door of home. There, in full view of public and these embarrassed eyes, embraced him with tears streaming down face. Gosh! Evidently, Mr. Holland making rapid progress with him. This person, almost positive Seattle police will confirm identity and provide evidence for... Ah! This our inauspicious voice of Charlie Chan? This is Captain Muldoon calling from Seattle. Have inspected photographs airmailed to you, Captain? Yeah. Gary Holland's our man, Chan. Nice work. Pick him up and hold him. We'll get extradition papers ready. Many thanks, Captain Muldoon. Uh, just a word of warning, Chan. Be very careful with him. Ah. Uh, remove veil of ambiguity from words, please. Yeah. Don't let that pink face fool you. Underneath, he's vicious and dangerous. We've got proof of embezzlement and... There's a murder waiting to be hung on him, too. Some girl had found out he was fooling her and got herself taken care of by Mr. Holland. So be careful. Many thanks, Captain Muldoon. It's written, one wink to wise man speaks more than page of pictures to fool. Well, Pop? Get Devil Wagon at once. We'll proceed to street corner where Mr. Holland operates handbell in costume of Santa Claus and make arrests. In a few moments, we will resume the fiery Santa Claus. Meanwhile, here is your announcer. And now, back to the incomparable Charlie Chan. On the corner of Vine and Locust Streets stands Gary Holland. His dressed in Santa Claus costume... His bright red coat padded out to the necessary proportions, his red hair covered with the traditional fur-bordered cap, and his appealing young face half-covered with white beard and whiskers. He is begging funds for Christmas welfare, and all around him is the warm and generous spirit of Christmas as the nickels tinkle into his kettle. Give something for the welfare funds, folks. Anything would be appreciated. A penny, a nickel, a dime, anything. Give as much as you can spare, folks. Christmas is giving time. Be generous, please. Be kind to the needy. Give something to the welfare fund. Gary? Gary! Hello there, Arthur. Drive down to make a contribution, darling. Come over here. Certainly, darling. What's the matter? Anything wrong? You... you look angry. Who did you buy that Christmas present for? Christmas present? Martha, you didn't open it, did you? You were supposed to wait until Christmas, dear. I opened it. I want to know who you bought it for. Who I bought it for? 
Trifle. It wasn't for me, Gary. It was sent to me by mistake. I don't understand, darling. Look at this locket. See what's engraved on the back? To Betty from Gary, with all my love. Betty? Who's Betty? It's some kind of a mistake, dear. How many women have you got? How many are the one woman in the world for you? Oh, Gary, how could you do this to me? How could you be so cruel? Darling, you don't understand. Get out of my car. Don't make a spectacle of yourself, dear. Move over. I'm driving. You're not. I'm driving, dear. We'll go someplace where it's quiet. Up in the mountains, maybe. A nice, long, quiet drive. I'll explain everything, darling. You don't have to worry. Just go. Hold on, Pop. Locust and Vine coming up. Hi. Miserable sun. More dangerous than 20 murderers. Hey, Pop, take a look. There's the Christmas kettle. But no Santa Claus to go with it. Where's Holland? This most odd. New Holland took job to maintain pose of honest poverty. Uh, one moment. Patrolman. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, any trouble, sir? This is Charlie Chen inquiring into oh, case. sorry, sir. I didn't recognize you. Can I help you? I'm looking for one, Mr. Gary Holland. Holland? I don't know anyone called Holland. Uh, he was here dressed up as Santa Claus, playing for the welfare fund. Oh, the red-headed fellow. Uh, that's right. Have seen him? I'm afraid you're a few minutes too late, Inspector. He's gone. Continue, please. Well, where is Santa Claus? He's left his Christmas kettle there on the curb. Seems a funny thing to do. Uh, quickly, please. What happened? Well, uh, seems like he had an argument with the lady. Drove up here in a little red roadster, she did, and Santa Claus put down his kettle and went to talk to her. Little red roadster, huh? You know who was, Pop? <laughs> Miss Martha Draper has vehicle of that species. Uh, what happened then? Well, it uh, it seems they had an argument, sir. Mighty angry she was when the little lady in the car had Santa Claus kept his voice quieter. I couldn't hear what he said, but finally she threw something at him, and he climbed in beside her. They drove off up that way. What object did Lady throw? Oh, no idea, sir. Uh, something small. I heard a tinkle as it fell. Maybe it was a coin. Maybe she simply gave a contribution to the fun. Oh, I found she was in no mood to give contributions. I tell you, she threw it. No object could fall tinkling onto snow-covered pavement. Must therefore have fallen into money kettle. The search same, please. Oh, yes, it's very nice, sure. Uh, uh, anything there? Yes. Yes, here it is. It's a locket. Ah, gosh. It's the locket he bought from Barton's Pop. So these eyes perceive. Oh, it's done the same, please. Oh, there's nothing much else to see, Pop. Gosh, yes, there is. Look, you were wrong about it being Miss Draper. It's engraved to someone named Betty. Some are most observant, but deduction at fault. Name Betty explains source of rage and reason for fight. Evidently, the department store delivered wrong locket to Miss Draper. Gosh, she found out what he was doing? Yes. And knowledge of Mr. Holland's career in Seattle makes Miss Draper's position extremely dangerous. Well, I'll get a call out to the patrol cars right away, Inspector. Many thanks. That will not solve problem. Mr. Holland must be located inside one hour. Mm, what are we going to do? This person exerts feeble brain. Find a red-headed killer in a red car? Now, Ah, very good. Son has provided plan. Me? I? Mr. Holland drove off in the costume of Santa Claus. Yeah, that's right, Inspector. So, we'll now bribe small children with large toys to locate Mr. Holland at once. Only hope can do so before gentlemen adds additional murder charge to Black Korea. Get out and walk, Martha, dear. 
snow up here is so cool and clean. Just the thing to calm you down. No. The time the sign down. It's very romantic. Come and walk in the snow with me. Over to this little log cabin. I said no. Daddy, please, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to walk in the snow with you. I don't ever want to... Oh, that's better, darling. Now, come on. Daddy, I drove all the way up to the mountain. I kept my promise. I never said a word. You told me you'd explain when we got here. Now I want the explanation. We're having a lover's quarrel, Martha. I guess it's the usual thing. But it upsets me. I don't like to fight. I want to know about the name on the locket. Martha, dear, please don't be so jealous. Don't you see I'm doing my best to make things easy? That's why we took this drive. Just to give you a chance to... Ah, here's the cabin. Yeah, just go in there. Now, huh? who is Betty? Darling, I'm in love with you. I'm engaged to you. Don't you believe you're the only woman for me? Who is Betty? I don't know, Martha. I couldn't tell you back in the city. You... Well, you were so angry, dear, you wouldn't have believed me. I don't know any Betty. Then why is the name on the locket? The store made a mistake. Gary, don't lie to me. It only makes it worse. Martha, sweet. I called Bolton. You ordered that name engraved, and they told me so. You called Bolton's, Martha. You didn't trust me. You ordered four lockets, Gary. Each one for a different woman. I know that. I'm sorry, Martha. I came up here with you because I'm a fool. Because I hoped and prayed you'd have an explanation, but all the time I knew you couldn't explain away the truth. I'm supposed to be a smart woman, Gary. But I can't be. I'm ugly and I'm 40, and that means I'm a fool for any pretty romantic piece. Women like me ought to be locked up instead of you. Instead of me, Martha? What do you think? Do you suppose I'm going to let you get away with this? No, Gary. If you turn me into a fool, I'm getting some of my own back. You're an expert at this, aren't you? The police probably have a record. All right, I'm I'll... sorry, Martha. You're not going to tell the police. No sign on Pop. So we must be on the right track, mustn't we? Uh, working on most reliable information, sir. Can only hope for best. These car tracks in the snow are still fresh. Hurry, son, hurry. Gosh, Pop, I never knew you to be such a speed thing. I'm doing the best. Position of Miss Draper are desperate. Must sacrifice own love of quiet travel to urgent needs. Was wise sage who said, help given too late is no help at all. May soon be too late for Miss Draper. Golly, Pop, I know, but well, we won't be much help if we finish up in the valley either. Son has genius for stating the obvious. Kindly concentrate on business in hand. Look, the tracks have stopped. No, no, they haven't. They, they turn off the road here into the pine wood. Ah, must now be nearing end of quest. Look, Pop, there's a red car. Pulled up behind the tree, see? It looks deserted. Stop that already, quickly. Will we proceed on foot? Quietly. Do not bang your please. Nobody here, Pop. Car empty. My footsteps in fresh snow point way. Come. Pop! Did you hear that? Must call for help. Can only hope we are not too late. Accelerate footsteps. This way, Pop. Maybe our voices will frighten murderer away. Better to lose him now than Miss Draper should forfeit life. I'm coming, Miss Draper! Hey! Hey, Miss Draper! 
Pop, what's that? Look, Pop. Spark from our cabin. No time to lose now, son. Holland has set fire to cabin. Maybe hoping to destroy evidence of crime. It'll burn like a volcano. Get back quickly. She must be inside. Yes. Yes, I think so. Hold on, Pop. Say where you are. I'm going in after her. Side of bed, Miss Draper. Number one son also present. You are in city hospital. I'm most definitely safe. So sorry you celebrate Christmas in sick bed. What happened? Carson. You had a pretty close call, Miss Draper. If we'd been five minutes later, you'd have been dead. What happened to Mr. Holland dead, Miss Draper. Oh no. I wouldn't want him dead either. After what? What bad man, Miss Draper? Does not deserve your sympathy. After attempt to murder you, heard us approaching. Tried to escape by starting fire in Lock Cabin. Unfortunately, was wearing Santa Claus costume, padded coat, cotton beard and whiskers. Same for fire. Loose garments and cotton stuffing burned vigorously. He got trapped in his own fire. We were so busy pulling you out, we couldn't get to him in time. How did you find me? I mean... Located your car with assistance of children of San Francisco. Had announcement broadcast on radio. But Charlie Chan sent Santa Claus and wife to drive in Red Rooster. Promised large Christmas toy to every child reporting sight of Santa Claus to this person. Yes, the kids spot you all the way up to the mountain. You know, Paul be spending all his money buying Christmas presents for them. You be a busy man, Inspector Chan, so I very thank you for the Christmas present you gave me now. Christmas present this person gave you, Mr. Trader? A beautiful present, Inspector. One of the eternally grateful for. This bankrupt brain does not understand. Uh, what present, Miss Draper? My life. Ah, you are most welcome, Miss Draper. Was wise sage who said, He who values life as divine gift keeps Christmas all year. Before this person has further words with you, here is an answer with words of wisdom. Before saying goodnight, Charlie Chan would like to repeat for you words of ancient philosopher. He who shuts his eyes to the truth is like blind man on edge of precipice. One day, he will fall in. Good night. Thank you. Sure to join us next week at the same time for the adventures of Charlie Chan, based on the famous character created by Earl Derbiggers. This is a Grace Gibson radio production produced by Lawrence H. Cecil.